Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. Wow, we have got something to show you that is just shocking. But uh, we told you last week that the son of a very big agent in Hollywood, uh, Sam Haskell, that is Sam Haskell Sr., That's who ran father. the William Morris Agency for years. Yep, um, huge clients. Huge clients. But now his family is in the middle of a, uh, a really horrifying murder case. Um, his son, Sam Haskell IV, is in jail right now and charged with murder. And um, police believe that he may have murdered his wife and her parents and done it all apparently or allegedly at his house in Encino, California in the San Fernando Valley. We have video that connects the dots here. Right, video that shows Sam at his home Waving down, so you see those people walking down the, the driveway with that bag? Those are day laborers. Day laborers who said that they were waved down by, by Sam Haskell Jr. and told, I have some bags uh, with rocks that I need you to get rid of. So you see them so carrying, he hires them. And you see them carrying the bags to a truck, a nearby hauling truck. And they put these bags in the truck. There are three bags. And the workers are suspicious. Right, because he said they're, like I said, he said they were rocks, but they noticed that it just seemed um, soft, soft and, squishy. and squishy. They got about a block away from his house after they walk away, they get in the trucks and they drive off and decide something's not right. And they actually opened one of the bags and said they saw body parts, including a belly button, and immediately go back to the house. This is them. Walking said back. They gave uh, Haskell back his money and deposited the bag on the driveway. Said, we want nothing to do with this. And they left. And they went straight to the police. And so the police came to the neighborhood and asked everybody, had you seen anything suspicious? When was the last time you saw um, his wife or the parents? And they wanted to know if there was a murder there. The next day, um, th that was last Tuesday, on Wednesday, the very next day, a homeless man finds a bag filled with body parts in a dumpster about six miles from Haskell's home. If that, and then the police go and they arrest Haskell. So over the weekend, we get video about 25 minutes after um, the, uh, Haskell had left the house. This is after the workers came back. Right. And there is, a, there is, is his car pulling up to this dumpster. This is the dumpster where the homeless guy found the body parts the next day. And watch this. He goes to the back of his car. He opens the hatchback, the trunk. If it is what police believe it to be. And it certainly seems the dots are connected. And look, look how, how heavy. heavy. Right, he has to struggle, squat down to lift up this bag and then he throws it in the, in the dumpster. And again, this was late afternoon Tuesday, Wednesday morning. Uh, that's when the homeless guy finds that a bag the in that part. dumpster which matches the bag that was at his house, and they find body parts. Right. Uh, it is just a chilling from start to finish to think of the things that Haskell allegedly did here, and it seems very apparent on video. Yeah, and, and you think about it, because I know watching this myself and kind of talking about it with friends after it was published, we were kind of saying, how did he think he was going to get away with it? this? This is right. broad daylight. Of course, there's cameras everywhere. There's a dumpster. But then you rewind and think about, okay, well, just a few minutes later, these guys who he had brought these bags back. He likely saw they were opened. He probably thought, you know what? I, I, 
desperate. He had no other I don't choice, know what right? You, like, he yeah. knew the, ga- the gig was up. Yeah, I mean, you, you've now invited other people to see the, what you had done. What you had done, and you know that they saw it. Did he think they weren't going to go to police? I don't get it. Well, it I, 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 I don't know what his play is after yeah. that happens. Yeah. So what, what, what's interesting here is that there apparently was only one bag found in that dumpster. There were three bags. Right. And remember, there are three missing people. So the question is, did Where he did take he... two other bags to two different, uh, two other dumpsters? Right. And we don't know that yet. We just know the one. Um, so we don't know where the other two bags are. The police may know, but... Um, they are, they aren't saying, but um, at this point, both of, uh, you know, his, Haskell's wife and her parents are both still officially listed as missing. They haven't identified they haven't the body yet. They haven't been able to identify Hey, it. Brad, um, was, I, I believe Haskell was scheduled to be in court this morning? Yeah, uh, we're still waiting on word from that, but he was scheduled earliest 8.30, but it, it seems like it's been delayed a little bit. Okay, so um, he wow. should be... He should be in court today for an arraignment um, where he may plead, they may defer the plea, uh, but um, he is right now in custody. Hi, this is uh, Ryan Wood uh, from the DMV, artist Ryan Wood on X. And this this story is, man, it, it's really gruesome. It's actually really sad. Um, one thing I want to point out, you know, the, the three kids that he had with yeah. this lady are now safe. They're probably going to feel the grunt of this the most. You know, their mom and their grandparents are, are missing. They can't figure out where they are. And, and their dad's in jail. Yeah, and their dad's in jail. They're going to have to, you know, grow up with this for the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? Um, this is one of those things we got to, you know, use our platforms to call for, you know, the end of domestic violence in any form because it's really sad. And like you said, he's kind of a dummy because, you know, it's not like a Netflix movie. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. going to catch you. Yeah. Like, it, it's, they're obviously going to catch the dude. So, he you know, I just know. hope for, you know, swift justice and... Yeah, he has to know. You know, Tesla, I don't know if they can, like, trace where he went to find the rest of the body oh, parts. Oh, absolutely. But. You know what? That is an excellent point. I'm sh- they can, and I'm sure the police are probably looking at that. Absolutely. The other problem is, depending on where he dumped, if he did, if he allegedly dumped the other two bags, depending on where he did it, they, those bags may be long gone. That, absolutely. They would have been picked up by... Right. Although we don't know. Maybe the police have already been there. Yeah. Um, I just want to say one other quick thing. Um, I'm just thinking in my lifetime... Not and, and and as a matter of fact, in your lifetime, mm-hmm. if you go to 1980, 1990, sure, you know, before there was really DNA being used to solve crimes, before cameras were, were on every house, right. um, criminals got away with a lot back then, and the whole thing has changed. Got away with a lot, and now and the I, fact that there's a camera, this guy's 25 years. The fact that, and by the way, go in the video in the parking lot again, there's a car that's pulling in. Right, but they don't, throwing, but, but I mean. No, what, my like, point is, one, that there's a camera there, and that he didn't think right. there's a camera in the parking lot of a, a business, like it's a strip mall. Of course there are cameras somewhere, but anybody could have wa- driven through or walked by at that point, and he's in broad daylight, Doing this, I think I'm he, just because he was desperate because the workers came and that, you know all of a sudden yeah. he needs to get rid of them. Uh, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, shifting gears to uh, the big show down in Argentina this weekend. Uh, that being Taylor Swift and her boyfriend Travis Kelsey. Oh, she did a concert also. Right, uh, but really everybody wanted to see what their interactions were like. Well, the concert kind of aligned with the romance. It did because uh, Taylor Swift actually changed the lyrics to one of her hits, Karma and made a direct reference uh, to Travis Kelsey. 
and they all knew it immediately. You guys, uh, this is so good. How can you not love? Look, how can you not love love? Look at Travis's <laughs> face. He's looking into like watching Taylor. He's thinking to himself, how is this my life? Oh my gosh. Remember you guys, this, he's come to well, the uh, By the way, that's, have, by the way, we Charlie, say, does he have thought bubbles you just read? That's Taylor. <laughs> that, we him. should know that's he's Taylor's like, dad ah. who's right. Taylor's dad was right next to him, and he seemed surprised by the, the lyric change it also. It seemed like the dad knew because he immediately looked at Travis, and it looked like it was a, a surprise for Travis. And oh, if you this notice, was a test. The dad is even wearing a Chiefs lanyard, so, I mean, Travis is in the family now. Well, and if there's any doubt about how serious this relationship is, because it is, um, check out what happened right when the concert ended. This She's walking is off Taylor stage. walking off stage. Watch what happens now. She runs to him. <laughs> okay, this is just silly. Oh, this is amazing. I think after these videos of him seeing her and kind of repaying the favor and watching her perform, a lot of people are like, okay, that's it. They're going to get married. This is this is the one. So, yeah, everyone's, in, everyone's on say, his side. It's a serious rule. I mean, what? When yeah, you, you can't. We have always said when you go to the airport to pick somebody up, it's a serious relationship. When you when fly you halfway around the world, halfway around the world, I mean, this is a serious relationship. Hi, my name is Ladonna Geddes, calling from Indiana, and I just love the fact that Taylor and Travis are just coming out in the public about their love. I mean, it's so sweet that he's able to support her and she's able to support him. I know he's like, oh my goodness, she's a superstar, and he is well in his field, so. I just love the fact that they're together and everyone else loves it. So I'm happy for them. And I just want them to see, I just want them to keep showing us their love. Yep. I, there's, to, there's no there's no more debate anymore about whether it's Well, we know it's real. Yeah. The question is, and we're going to get to this later in the show with our polls, um, are they going to get married? And that's the big question. Can't wait I, to I, see I really, what everyone thinks. Yeah. Well, Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez still engaged and still partying. <laughs> Uh, as if it just happened. They got engaged, of course, five months ago. They took a Greyhound bus and they picked up every celebrity in Hollywood and brought them over to a house for a party this in weekend. In Beverly Hills. <laughs> uh, big, exclusive, uh, you know, engagement party. It is their third that I've counted. Um, Oprah and Winfrey. Some of these people were probably at the others. Oprah, Kim, Chloe, Chloe, Chris and Corey were there. Barbara Streisand Barbara and James Streisand Brolin. And James Brolin showed yeah. up. How about um, that? And that's just the beginning. Right. And everybody. Everybody there. was there. Big event. And they had, they hired Jewel, probably a close friend of theirs. She came in and played. Um, so big affair. Um, and you're wondering, all right, so they're celebrating the engagement more. Are they actually going to set a wedding date? It sounds like, based on what Lauren said to Vogue, they don't have a date yet and don't have a lot of solid plans. But they did do a nice photo shoot. With uh, with Vogue, they actually got Annie Leibovitz to uh, to shoot this for him. And howdy, partner. Yeah, down at just in a pickup truck out in the ranch. Uh, this was at uh, the ranch that uh, Jeff owns in Western Texas. Okay, what is that? I, oh, this is supposed to be like I think this is because she also talked about going up, going to space on 
The uh, Blue, Blue Origins, Origins. Yeah. new Shepherd capsule. You guys, she looks absolutely amazing in these photos. She killed it. And honestly, what a dream to be not only engaged to Jeff Bezos with a 30 karat ring worth 2.5 to 3.5 million dollars. What more can you ask for? And the, it's kind of the ring of, is very heavily featured in those photos. Very. I, I mean, yeah, the hand placement. You would think, you know, I don't know. Maybe she would have hit it. I don't know. But it's 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 awesome for her. And honestly, the the spread of people that they had, all of those celebrities showing up for them five minutes after or five months after an engagement, usually engagement parties are immediately right after like the right. night of when he well, remember proposes. they did have one they had, they one, they had one in the yacht on the, on the they yacht. had one in the yacht yeah they had one in the yacht and didn't they have one in like italy also? i think this is the third engagement yeah. party honestly oh listen <laughs> you know if you can keep doing engagement parties then you don't have to actually do the wedding right so <laughs> um she apparently is going to change her name yeah so she talked about that uh, and about the whole engagement and what it was like when it happened this is what she told vogue Said when he opened the box, what's one in the with box? The ring, <laughs> I think I blacked out a bit. Uh, we're still thinking about the wedding and what it's going to be. Is it going to be big? Is it going to be overseas? We don't know yet. We've only been engaged five months, and she said she will be taking his name. And the quote is, I am looking forward to being Mrs. Bezos. The, uh, I think one person you guys left out of saying who was there was Tony Gonzalez, which actually they have a very good relationship. Uh, he's always, yeah. yeah, he's always on the yachts and stuff with her uh, when she's over on vacation. So it's they actually- share a kid, They share a kid together. They share yep. a kid together. And it's interesting though, because those words that she gave to Vogue is not someone who went through a really nasty divorce. Now, if she went through a really nasty divorce, I feel like she would be saying different things about like, we're just going to elope. I'm not getting married again. I'm not wearing the white, white dress. I'm not There's going through all the different things. There's something different though about marrying- Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Of course she's happy. Wow. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying she's happy, and she should be. Good for her. That and Jeff. And by the way, he looks that, pretty happy, too. That was fantastic. He looks very happy. That was fantastic. Congrats to both of them. Hi, I'm Jasmine from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I think it's actually exciting, and I'm happy for the couple. I think she looks absolutely beautiful. I'm actually happy that the celebrities actually still showed up to the party. Yeah, um, listen. That they, is months, <laughs> months out. Um, but I, I'm excited for them. Hopefully they pick a date soon to actually get married. I wonder what the wedding guest list is going to look like. God, I was just thinking. I wonder if they should, they should try Sportsman's Lodge. That would be a nice place. That's where I had my <laughs> bar mitzvah. That's where I had my bar mitzvah. Good reception. suggestion. Good suggestion. <laughs> We're going to well, move on. Uh, Jeff and Lauren, I'm sure one day hope that they can be like Kim and Croy Beerman, mm. celebrating their tw their 12th anniversary. Which is interesting because he's filed for divorce. <laughs> he's filed for divorce. <laughs> they, the, they've had to, a judge had to divide up their house. Literally, she's sleeping in the basement. They've cut it up, they've cut the house in two like War of the Roses. And yet, on their 12th anniversary, they decided to go out together, went out to dinner, and had a celebratory, I, 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 I don't know how you sit down at the table. This is the best. But they did. Cheers! 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 Thank you. This is amazing. Unreal. Unreal. I got the chicken parm. I'm so full because I've eaten so many. This is the best Italian food I've ever had in Georgia in my life. Okay, first of all, she didn't eat so, a lot. That looks so much better than that crappy meal I had when a Saturday. Oh gosh, but she didn't eat any of it. I mean. They're celebrating! What is going on? I mean, <laughs> we are just trying to get to the bottom of it. I 
asked someone this morning and they're just kind of like, we don't really know. Like it's up and down. Sometimes they're fine. Sometimes as we know, they fight. They call the police on each other. We Brendan, also know- Brendan, he's filed for divorce twice. What's going on? Correct. I also kind of wonder, I mean, they've been together for so long that maybe this is them really trying to work on it. But every time we say that, someone yeah. goes to court, files for divorce, or they fight and call the police. But I don't know. I mean, I can't get a straight answer. I cannot get a straight answer. I don't think they have a straight answer. Well, I think they, it goes minute to minute. It's the whole codependent no. thing that's, I mean, they will keep a shrink, you know, in the green for it's life. It's the only thing, though. It's for them to, like, for her to post video showing off them having this fabulous dinner. But he looks happy. Don't their creditors go, wait a second. What, they're spending all... <laughs> What are you guys doing? Well, <laughs> I mean, that's one thing. But he looks so happy. He and they have divided this. Well, house. that might have been, I don't know if this is the first shot. Maybe it's like the second, third shot they've had. And that's why he looks happy. Maybe they got the <laughs> meal for free. I mean, she was tagging the restaurant a lot, so it could have been oh, like free. Oh, yeah. now it makes sense. And because wait, that looked like one of the chefs who actually came out to do a, oh, and do she, a toast with And them. also she said, oh, best Italian food in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, maybe Because so. we were wondering who paid look, for this. I got to say, it does look good. Hey, Tori from New Jersey. Uh, Kim and Croy, I think they'll be all right. He's probably just stressed out. You know, sometimes us guys, we get all the pressure. Um, I don't think they're going to get divorced. You don't think they'll get divorced? I, I kind of agree with him. I I, I think I guess. I, I think they are so codependent. And they're it, it's such a mess. But they are just together like and magnets. And it will certainly be cheaper for them to stay together. Well, <laughs> when, you're, when you're starting below sea level, <laughs> I mean, that's the problem right now. It was one year ago today, the Brian Koberger case uh, became, got national attention because it was God, so gruesome. Uh, it was a year ago when we found out, actually I guess it would be a day later when we found out that four University of Idaho students were found murdered in their home. And eventually, and it certainly took some time before they did find him, and a lot of people were critical of the police, but they tracked down Brian Koberger and he has been charged with murder and will be facing the death penalty when he goes to trial. The question is, when is that trial going to happen? And one of the victims, their parents, at least one of the victim's parents, uh, has vocally said that they are upset at the delay in justice here, that the trial has not begun. They don't even have a date set yet. They had a date and then they moved and it. And then they moved they it. it. They so took it off. what is happening with this case? Why is it ground to such an absolute standstill at this point? Joining us to discuss that is someone who understands how the system works up there, because he used to be the Attorney General of Idaho, David Leroy, is, and he was also Lieutenant Governor uh, of Idaho, and he's joining us right now. David, welcome to TMZ Live. Gentlemen, nice to be with you. Appreciate it. Um, so a lot of people are wondering, um, how slow do these wheels of justice grind here? Well, the wheels of justice typically in Idaho grind quite swiftly. We are not a congested court case uh, state, uh, the defense has the right, should the defendant exercise it, to go to trial within six months after they make an initial appearance in our district court. Uh, at first, Koberger asserted that right and was headed toward a trial this fall. However, uh, his lawyers and he decided to waive that right, moving the trial sometime into next year. 
David, is part of what slowed this down the fact that prosecutors have said they are going to go for the death penalty? Does that, in and, in and of itself, make everyone slow down and make sure that we're getting every single, crossing every T and dotting every I before we go to trial? Very good observation, absolutely. Every murder case uh, you realize as a defense lawyer or a prosecutor that any objection or any piece of evidence is likely to appear in an appeal before an Idaho Supreme Court or other even federal court uh, later down the road. However, in a death penalty case, everything is triply or quadruply scrutinized for just such uh, the same evidence and same legal arguments. So death penalty cases are always conducted more slowly, more deliberately, more carefully, as they should be. Dave, I am confounded by something, and I'm so glad we have you on. I want to just throw my confusion out to you and see if you can help. Sure. This guy, Koberger, doesn't really have any criminal record of significance. Um, certainly not murder or anything even approaching that. How does somebody, the first time they do something like this, surveil a house and know that there are six people inside and he walks in with a knife knowing he's going to have to go room to room you got to wonder well what if i get overpowered by some of the other people when they hear screams yet he pulls that off it just seems so improbable to me that one person without having any history of this would do something like that well, I think that uh, if the evidence shows that Mr. Koberger is guilty, uh, you will find that uh, there are some uh, very significant mental health components uh, to this case uh, that cause him to be uh, moving toward uh, being a serial killer and starting that off with uh, uh, a huge, gross, unanticipated, uh, inexplicably dreadful crime uh, to start with. Uh, I don't know whether there will be a psychological testimony by the state or psychological testimony uh, by the defense in this case. Uh, Idaho uh, is one of the states uh, that does not have an insanity defense. So that is not uh, an, a defense in a criminal case here, but obviously his mental state uh, and why he would do something like this will be a subtext, if not a direct proof, that the jury will have to wrestle with. Uh, we have no explanation in terms of past behavior, but there are some interesting indications, of course, in his criminal justice studies that he was focused upon uh, criminals and their interaction with victims. Wow. You know, and uh, David, in your, I was wondering, in your experience as a prosecutor, because I've seen these interviews now, particular with Kaylee Gonsalves' parents, uh, who are really upset about how slow it is going. And they, their feeling is, they almost feel like that um, Koberger is getting preferential treatment. I, I don't think that, but I understand they're being upset about this. As a prosecutor, how do you, um, how do you appease the, the victim's parents, the victim's family, um, when they are publicly making these uh, statements? Is there anything you can say to reassure them? Well, there's a great deal of truth to the adage, uh, justice delayed is justice denied. And of course, uh, uh, an immediate need or feeling for retribution 
uh, one can understand with the victims, uh, families who've been deprived of a loved one in such a horrific way. But remember, initially, uh, those same families were quite critical of the uh, Moscow Police Department, uh, the Idaho State Police Department, the FBI, during that six-week period when we were still investigating this uh, case. And during that initial six weeks, uh, the local police, uh, together with state police and the FBI, did actually very, very effective and uh, modern scientifically-based work to find uh, an alleged killer who, uh, to a, an extremely high degree of probability, by virtue of the DNA at the scene, may be the one who uh, caused this crime. Yeah. So the, the parents and the loved ones uh, of the families do have an experience of, of being critical at a time when things were being exactly done correctly by law enforcement. Uh, I think they just have to be uh, extend the same courtesy uh, to both the prosecution and the defense. Well, look, All right. so appreciate the time. Um, thank you so much, Dave. Thank I have you, a Dave. feeling we're gonna be, uh, we're gonna be getting back to you on this. Glad to talk. Thank you, John. All right, thank you. Okay, taking a break. All right, when we come back, Kiki Palmer's ex-boyfriend, Darius, speaks out about the allegations of abuse that she leveled last week. He's denying it, and he has an explanation for one of those images in particular, the very disturbing image of him wrestling with her over the couch. You'll hear his version of what happened when we come back. Welcome back to TMZ Live. The Kiki Palmer uh, situation with her ex, Darius Jackson, is way more heated than we knew. Uh, you, you know, of course, we told you that she had filed for and got a restraining order against him after she alleged that he's been abusive for several months, uh, more than a year. And, and there are some videos that videos are really that alarming. Videos that she says shows him uh, roughing her up. Well, he is now denying that, but we're also... He's saying there's a whole explanation, which we'll get to, of what he says was happening there. But there was also a heated conversation between uh, Kiki and Darius last weekend. So right about the time she was going to court to get this restraining order, he was thinking he was coming over to pick up their son to spend some time with him. It did not go the way Darius thought it was going to go. Uh, here is a little bit of their uh, phone conversation. You Where's my baby? You better, you better watch out. You might get a bullet in your So I can just quickly explain what's happening here. So he came over to pick up Leo, the baby. Uh, apparently, Leo was nowhere to be found. Darius was upset. An argument ensued. And I guess while this argument was happening, Kiki was on the phone with her mother. That's, that's, her, mo that's her mother. That's right actually there. her mom you're hearing. Yes. And she was on speaker. And Darius was apparently recording as well. And you hear Kiki's mom threatening Darius. I'm going to put a bullet through your head. And um, he's, you know, we're hearing from people close to him that he's denying abusing her. However, the problem is that there's still images that Kiki included in her f restraining or order filing. And one of those images is, that's right, them on the couch right there where you see him kind of getting physical with her. And the explanation from Darius's camp apparently is that he was trying to wrestle the phone away from her. Why exactly? I don't know. He, maybe he was angry that the mom was cussing him out or whatever, but that, it doesn't really make any sense. It's not like, a great distinction, right? No, he's, exactly. he's still There's admitting also, getting physical right, right. with her. There's no explanation for another still image that Kiki included in her restraining order filing back in 2022 of February, where he's on the stairs with her seemingly getting physical there as well. No explanation for that whatsoever. So Darius is denying it. It still doesn't look good. It, it's 
it's not holding water in my opinion. You know, the one thing I, I don't know, and maybe you guys do, are the police investigating this? Or so is it just that, a civil matter? Thing too. We're yeah. hearing that apparently, according to sources close to Darius, is that he says that cops actually did show up that day. This is last Sunday, not this past Sunday, but last Sunday. And he says, oh, they, they looked into it. They said it was much to do about nothing. Didn't take a report. No charges were filed. He wasn't arrested. That's what that's what people close to him are saying anyway. Um, but Kiki obviously went to court anyway, and she got her restraining order. And not only that, but she has temporary sole custody of their son, uh, who we saw over the weekend. She was out working on set in West Hollywood, and she seemed happy. She had her son with her. Um, and does I would he, say most uh, people Fabian, are in does he have visitation? Point. No, no, he can't see the kid right now. Not until a hearing. Oh, because summer. right, because of the restraining order, right, right. Uh, makes him stay away not just from her, but the baby. But also, the baby. Yeah, and, wow. Uh, it's it's gotten bad. And by the way, there have also been exchanges between Kiki's mom, who is also her manager, but Kiki's mom and Darius's mom, because after that, it sounds like after that phone exchange we just heard, Darius then told his mother. She said something about putting a bullet in my head, and then Kiki's mom and Darius's mom were going back and forth with each other's. Hi, I'm Heather Paston. I'm chief exec of UK Charity Say It. Having worked with survivors of domestic abuse, the thing that stood out to me wasn't the images of the physical violence, but Kiki's descriptions of the ongoing emotional abuse, the comments about what she should be wearing, who she's talking to, who she's looking at even, and they're all really typical examples that we see of behaviours in abusive and controlling relationships. Yeah, no, all of it is very disturbing. You're right, even beyond the images, the things she says, and that we've seen him say. And you know, and, and before we knew all of this, it was that weird thing when That's she showed up at the Usher. Usher thing, right. Yeah, that was- and his reaction saying, you shouldn't be wearing that. You shouldn't that. be wearing that, it was odd. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Yes, um, to uh, The Simpsons. And if you are a fan of The Simpsons, you can rest easy. Homer is still going to choke the living daylights out of Bart. Uh, there was a story that was going around that People felt that... Um, well, it wasn't a story. I mean, it was right on The Simpsons. It was said, but again, it was a part of this script. So, you know what I mean? So that a couple, Homer made it sound like he was... Homer, Homer shook the hand of his neighbor, and the neighbor said, you have a strong grip. And then Homer told Marge, well, you know, this is because <laughs> I choke... I choke Bart. I choke Bart, but he says, I'm not going to do that anymore. So everybody thought, whoa, um, The Simpsons is kind of aligning itself it's with... 2023 and what's going on. Yeah. Some people said they were going woke. I don't know how that's going woke, saying that you're not going to choke your child. But anyway, uh, well, James L. Brooks, uh, the creator of The Simpsons, uh, wanted to respond to this. And in no uncertain terms, he said, don't think for a second we're changing anything. Nothing's getting tamed. Nothing, nothing, nothing. He'll continue to be strangled, if you want to use that awful term for it, He'll continue to be loved by his father in a specific way. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, well, the, well the, fact wow. Is, the, the fact is is that this bit has been canceled for a little bit. This hasn't been aired, as Homer Strangling Bart, since the 2019-2020 season. But I think the reason why James L. Brooks is firing back is because he doesn't want to make it seem like that The Simpsons or himself are bending the knee to woke cult culture, if that's what you want to call it. He doesn't want to think that he's playing into societal pressure, and that's why he's firing so fiercely. I mean, Although, although now you would think they're they going to, to do it, right? Just to kind of prove. And you don't his know. Point. You don't know if they didn't. And I, I hear what you're saying that they haven't done it in three years, but or almost four years. So maybe it just didn't 
work in the plot that they were writing for those episodes. But they're going right? to do it now, right? But now they kind of have to. Yeah. Hey, TMZ, Jason from Chicago. Um, I guess, you know, it's sign of the times. There, people want pushback on, you know, potential cartoon violence, but it's a classic Simpsons episode, and I don't think it's that big of a deal if they're still going to do it, but I would say that um, I'm happy that the writers are finally actually going to let the Homer continue to punish Bart in a comical <laughs> sense. I, I get it if it were a real, like, live action. Right. But it's, it's a, a cartoon. cartoon I mean... What next? Are, are, the Roadrunner can't get run over no more. Yeah. Mm. Well, no, it's the road. Oh, Coyote. Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote. Right. Okay. Well, UFC 295 went down at the Garden over the weekend, and the um, I think the big feather in the cap for Dana White is uh, he got former President Donald Trump. That's his guy. Um, showed up, had a big entrance, walked in with some of his uh, his good buddies. Kid Rock, Tucker Carlson, yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, went went to sit down. Now you got to imagine, like him being at the Garden. On the one hand, you have UFC fans, who I think a lot of them probably are. I don't know Trump that, supporters, but know. the fact that he's in the Mixed. Garden yeah. in New York City, where right. he has not been getting right. a warm reception, it's got to um, be mixed. It's ah. Mixed. I think. I think it was a, a resounding positive uh, reaction from the crowd. Well, not everyone in the crowd. Except because yeah. once he went and sat down, um, hey, good for Bill Burr. Bill Burr got a seat right next to uh, to the former president. But clearly Bill Burr's wife is not a fan um, <laughs> because that's the salute that she gave when uh, he went, went to sit down. So... I guess there's one way you could look at this. Maybe she just didn't want the camera there, but I don't think that's what it was. No, that's yeah. not pretty what clear. It was. it was intended for Trump. I just wonder, Babcock, do, is there yeah. sound where you can hear? Is it mostly cheers? Is it booze? Yeah, and I've heard multiple videos or seen multiple videos, yeah. Harvey, and I also knew some people that were there, and and they told me that that they thought it was overwhelmingly positive. Oh. Obviously, Nia Hill, not not so much. But well, uh, that's. I, I, look. That's interesting. I, 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 I think that's know. really interesting in New York that that he. No, got that I do kind of too. So. I I I probably shouldn't say anything that I'm going to say. I like <laughs> I, I, the crowd at at MMA fights. Man, perhaps they would be like a Donald yeah. Trump leaning audience. I, no, I, I hear you saying. I, 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 I don't know that that's true. I don't know that that's true. Um, oh, Twenty that years ago, with... maybe, but it's become such a huge thing. I don't think that if you're into MMA, that means you lean conservative anymore. I just don't think it does. Okay. I, I, I don't know, though. Well, then, what else explana other explanation I don't have, do you have? I actually don't have one. <laughs> I, 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 I got nothing. I don't know who Bill Murr's wife is, but I think that was a great response. Uh, I think he deserves more salute fingers like that. <laughs> okay. I am just really shocked that he and got... we are as divided as ever. An ovation in, at Madison. In New York Square. Wow. New uh, York okay. City. Just me, or does SNL seem co-opted by the Kardashians now? Um, like ever I, since Kim, I would like to just say it's just you, but it does feel like that. Ever since Kim hosted, and it just seems so like let's find a boyfriend. <laughs> who's connected to them? <laughs> All right, we can't have them. Who's connected to them? Timothy right. Chalamet, which is not fair to Timothy he's Chalamet. He's a huge star because he's a huge star in and of in his own right. But this is his second time hosting. Yeah, see, that's that's proof right there. He's yep. a huge star. Yep. But um, yes. After his hosting gig, Kylie Jenner was front and center uh, at the after party. So, you know, look for the, for I think for Lauren, they get 
a big star, and then they get some more publicity that always comes with the Kardashians. Right. So, yes, the after sense. the after party was at STK, and there there was a ton of other big stars. It wasn't uh, obviously just Kylie. Dakota Johnson was there. John Hamm, um, Sophie Turner. So it wasn't like she was the only star that that was there. Yeah, I know this is going to sound so stupid. Whenever I hear Timothy Chalamet, I'm I'm always waiting. That when he speaks. Do you think about Shalimar? No, no, no. Great that he's about 80s? to say he's French. Yeah, yeah that he's going to speak French. I always th I'm waiting for this guy with like this French accent and he's from Long Island or something. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's so off putting to me because it's Chalamet. And I it's thought you were going to say you think of like Shamalama Ding Dong. No, no, no. no. Just I, I expect no. something very French. Hi, my name is Delaney and I'm from Los Angeles. I think it's kind of nice to see Kylie kind of out and about. We kind of saw her hidden and not really out there. So um, it's kind of going back to her 2010 mid-era where she was King Kylie. So it's kind of nice to see Timothy Chalamet kind of bringing that side out of her again. Yeah, it's, Everybody it's so has nice an era now. A, so nice seeing a Kardashian get out and about now and then. <laughs> uh, I wonder else? where are they? What else do you guys want to talk about? Hi, this is Laura from Jackson, Michigan. Um, on the subject of LA crime, I saw Aside from the fact that Haskell didn't have the sense to notice that it was broad daylight or that there's an eye in the sky almost everywhere in the city, I'm so glad the day laborers that Haskell may have been trying to frame for the crime had the good sense to open up those garbage bags and then go straight to the police. Well, the only problem is when they identify the remains and if it comes back that all three were at his house. I, I don't know what he was thinking. I, I, yeah. How do you get in his mind on this? Uh, one more. Hi, my name is Ali. I'm from Katati, California. Uh, I'm sure that they're sad that they have to leave each other, but I hope we get a bunch of Swifty shots at Travis's next game. <laughs> they're such a cute couple. It's going to be hard for her to get to his next game, right? Because she's going to be on tour. Although, I guess around Christmas, she has a break. I'm telling you. He'll you, still be playing. They're getting so. engaged. I, mm. No, I just have got a strong sense in this. And of right. course, I haven't been wrong about this before. Yeah, never, never, <laughs> ever wrong. Never too old to party like you're still in your 20s or date people like you're still in your 20s. In the case of Leo DiCaprio, who celebrated his 49th birthday this weekend. And is dating somebody in, in her, her 20s. 20s yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, this was a, a big, obviously you'd expect, Lots of celebs there. I like tons of celebs. But what, uh, I didn't expect Leo to be this sort of loose and free. No, he, he actually grabbed the mic. I know, but he is. Um, he is that guy. So he just he, doesn't show it. Here's a little bit of what he did. They, it just shows you. Everyone loves the music they loved when they were at a certain age, and they still listen to it. That is a very old song by Gangstar, and obviously Leo's a big fan. So there you go. Yeah. Grab next mic. birthday. I'm listening to the Supremes. Okay, that's what would happen at your birthday. <laughs> right. Exactly. We'll see you tomorrow.